I want to remind everyone, go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. That's the thing to do if you want to support us. Uh, we're also on Patreon. You could buy t-shirts. Here, let me go full screen on this right here. These are from Ballistic Ink. This is the, uh, this is the uh, Laser Blaster shirt, and you can get a bunch of other shirts like Gun Nerds shirts, etc. You guys can find those. Uh, we've got a link on HankStrange.com, but you can go to Ballistic Ink, uh, Ink for that. Ballistic Ink. Link. I don't know. It rhymes. <laughs> um, okay. Other than that, uh, big shout out to Harry's Holsters here for sponsoring the podcast. Let's, uh, let's get this kicked off here. My guests, they've been here before. We've got Jordan Stein of GOA. We've got Flying Rich. We've got Pebbles. Let's do the let's do the jazz hands, guys. Let's do the jazz hands. All right. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 560 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. All right. Welcome, welcome to the show. The show, like I said, is uh, I don't think I don't know if I even said it, it's, but it's brought to us by Harry's Holsters. Shout out to Harry's Holsters, maker of a fine Kydex holsters. And if you use the code Hank Strange, you get ten percent off. At the Harry's Holster store. So, you know, that's a good thing to do with your Trump money. Right? Get a nice Kydex holster from Harry's Holsters. Like I said before, my my uh, this is episode 560. My my first guest here is Jordan of uh, GOA, Gun Owners of America. Jordan Stein is joining us. There he goes. I don't know where he's been hiding out from us for this whole year. What's up, Jordan? <laughs> it's been too long. I'm I'm very happy to be back. Yeah. Oh, welcome back, man. So glad to have you here. Of course, we've also got Flying Rich and Pebbles. Yep, Pebbles. Yeah, yep, whoop, whoop. he's Pebbles almost flying. Back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Flying and Pebbles also. 3D printing stuff. You've been 3D printing. Yeah, that looks like a Glock magazine right there. 33 yeah. rounds. 33 rounds. Very, very nice. Okay, so I'm Jordan's here. Freedom. That's right, printing freedom. There you go. Uh, Lola says here. Here's, I'm gonna let Lola get the first comment. She says, "Jordan, look at that beard. Good to see. Yeah, Jordan's looking uh, extra. And when everyone else right now in the lockdown, you mm-hmm. know, is not getting around to their barber or whatever, this seems to be working for you, Jordan." Hey, well, I appreciate that, and uh, my beard has, this is probably the longest I've had my beard, but I like it this way, yeah, it's and good. I don't think anyone can tell me otherwise. No, so. no, it's looking good, it's looking good. How's uh, how's married life treating you? Married life is the best wife. I have a lovely bride. We just celebrated one year uh, a couple months ago in March. Awesome, and, congratulations. Uh, couldn't, have got, couldn't have been better. Yeah, March is a good time to get married. That's when Lola and I got married. March, that's always, you know, I don't know if there's a thing about March weddings or whatever. I, I don't know. When can we, uh, I know this is a little personal, when can we expect babies, little Steins? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll have to see about that. <laughs> I'm probably sounding like your parents or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, don't rush. Enjoy, you know, enjoy this. Uh, we're still in the honeymoon period, <laughs> right? In a little year. Steins to take to the range. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice, right? Some kids to uh, use as an excuse to buy more guns. Absolutely, they need one as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so listen, um, you, uh, I know you were in the, like the Virginia area. I'm not sure exactly where you're at right now. I don't know. You know, you might not want to give us exact details on that. But since you're coming in here for the first time, you want to tell us 
how this whole COVID-19 thing is affecting you as well as the GOA? How's everyone doing over there? So uh, GOA has been busier than ever uh, with the COVID thing. Uh, personally, in my area, we're, we're good. There's not a lot of cases. You know, we'll be, you know, we're being careful and washing our hands, but it's not a, a huge deal around us. But with GOA, um, we found that this uh, virus has exposed a lot of, you know, petty tyrants around the country that are, are trying to grab power and, mm -hmm. and take away our rights mm -hmm. uh, during a, a pandemic. And, and I don't know of a time when you need your rights more than a pandemic. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah. Good that's point. just kind of been our approach. And we, we've been busy with either suing people or threatening to sue people uh, who have stepped out of line and, and tried to grab too much power. That's what we're, we've been doing here. So it's been a very, very busy two months. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. Uh, let me give a quick shout out to John Crump. Also, of shout out to Crump. Um, I'm not sure why Crump just wasn't in here, but at least he's at least he's joining us in the chat. So shout out to him. He says, uh, "Jordan and Rich, what did I walk into?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble. Yeah, <laughs> Trouble. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So there's lots of tyranny going on. Lots of tyranny going on right now all over the country. Um, are, are you guys like really geared up to deal with this in, in all its different facets across the country right now, or do you guys need more support? You know, how's that whole thing going in terms of being able to uh, fund this? As much as we can, we are in the trenches fighting for uh, the right to keep and bear arms. I mean, we um, we're, we have lawsuits going in Massachusetts where they have shut down gun stores. Uh, we have other uh, lawsuits going on in Michigan and Alabama where the ATF has um, uh, forced people uh, to undergo a NICS check who otherwise were exempt because they had a permit. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're suing Northam over his shutdown of indoor gun ranges. Mm -hmm. uh, the list really goes on and on of, about where we you know, have stood up to fight but you know the the sad thing about it is lawsuits aren't cheap yeah. and you, know, you got to keep the lights on so any support we can have would be critical to uh keeping the fight alive yeah absolutely i encourage people out there if you haven't already to uh go support the goa uh i think that lola probably has a link in the description here but you know i know right now we we really do need these guys out there fighting okay so kind of you know i'll let you take over and give us i don't know if rich has any questions here but i would like uh, to i got of, one question what's up what all right richard monder i know he would rather have a goa patch but he's asking about a membership card can't he just print one <laughs> you, you you get a membership card when you when you join yeah, yeah. Did, did did he join yeah i think rich uh monder joined um, no, he's in England. He's in England. Oh, so can he not join? Can he join? Can he not? They, join? they might have confiscated the card. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I, I'll have to check on that. I, I'm unsure about international memberships, but I yeah. have to check that. Yeah, we have to check on that. Or maybe when he's here or something like that, the next time he's here, he can uh, somehow get it. But you can, yeah. if you if you know that you're a, a member in good standing of GOA, you can make your own card, right? No, well, no, Jordan, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to be legally <laughs> obliged to anything that I just said. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it figured out, huh? 
Is there an official GOA tattoo? Because Richard will get that. Oh, no. You, Richard? Yeah, I think you should get our our logo. (laughs) Yeah, you know, use our logo, and um, if tattoos are your thing, yeah, go for it. (laughs) Really? Okay. You really want to start it. Wait, yeah, he does have tattoos, so yeah, we could... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's got all, like, like the Harry Reid quote, quote that's worse than bad on you know because he he told us that we were worse than bad uh, on the Senate floor. Harry Reid did, you, and uh, yeah. that's that's kind of one of my favorite slogans around the office. So. Yeah, yeah. Who's worse and who's bad? Are are you worse? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm the worst one, but uh, yeah. uh, Harry Reid said um, the NRA is bad. But GOA is worse than bad, mm-hmm. and um, that's I tell a, you, that's pr- that you should be proud of that. We are very pr- proud. It is a, a badge of honor that we wear, and Harry Reid might as well have wrote us a big check because that have, that's caused a lot of people to join. Yeah, there you go. So, I guess I, yeah. I, I, have, I know a lot of good people that have confronted him, and he said very rude things to them. Oh, okay, Harry Reid. Yes. I believe it. I believe it. Uh, John Crump says he will fly the card over if <laughs> Richard Maunder pays for the flight. Come on, Crump. Yeah. His dedication right there. Hang out with yeah. Maunder. <laughs> huh? He just wants to hang out with Richard Maunder. But right, look, right. Crump is the one with the nice, you know, uh, uh, movie room. You know, he's got the entertainment room going on. Oh, really? I, I didn't know about yeah. this. Yeah, he's got the nice movie. Yeah. I've never been invited over to the movie room. But let's let's get this let's let's get this out of Jordan right now. Let's get this out of Jordan right now. What updates uh, can you bring us? Like, what's currently going on out there? What do um, you know? What are the big fights the folks should be looking out for? Maybe doing some letter writing, contacting their representatives, etc. I know you guys have this kind of stuff on the site, but not everyone knows knows this. So. Uh, I think there was a, a lag in the, the, the feed, but uh, mm-hmm. one of our fights that we're pushing right now is um, the Army Corps of Engineers has, has uh, put out a request for public comments uh, uh, for carry on their lands. Uh, you might remember about 2009, uh, GOA was able to attach an amendment to a credit card bill that would allow for carry in parks. Mm-hmm. Um and, and Obama actually signed that legislation, uh, and so that now you can carry it in a national park. Well, Obama, who was kind of licking his wounds, you know, kind of kept the land lands managed by the Army Corps of Engineers, campgrounds and lakes and places like that. He kept them gun free. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but finally, now ten years later, um, uh, they're reconsidering that, and the, they have a public comment. So. Uh, GOA, just like we did with bump stocks, we have a, a, a form that you can go to our website and fill out and send uh, send that forward uh, to, to try to get this change. And we're optimistic that, that this is going to happen. And, and I think if you live near, you know, one of these uh, campgrounds or lakes or if it and if that's part of your lifestyle, I think it could, could be a big change because then you can carry legally uh, without having to jump through their hoops Um to go for it, so I think I think that could, that's a good initiative we're, we're pushing right now. Okay, what do you guys think about uh, what's been happening with the Supreme Court? Um, you know, I know the the New York State thing; they kind of like passed on that, and then I think we saw that there were a couple of cases that got reset. I don't know if you got you should be paying attention to that. I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 
Well, any time they kind of punted on a a case like that or declaring it mute and not getting a decision isn't, you know, it's not the best outcome. But, uh, you know, I think that there, in my personal opinion, there's better cases for uh, the Supreme Court to take up, Uh, you know, things that could actually um, make make it more of a difference, like rule, a positive ruling on a so-called assault weapon ban or, or, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, in the short term, it, it wasn't you know, perhaps the greatest, but I think long term, if they will actually accept um, a, a, good, a, a good case, I think that's better. And, and, and you know, the other thing is that GOA's whole legal approach and our sister organization, Gun Owners, uh, or Gun Owners Foundation, their approach to uh, the courts and everything is simply the Second Amendment, you know, shall not be infringed. And so when we um, have a lawsuit or, or we sue or, or uh, you know, we, we challenge something in the courts, our approach is the Constitution and, and the Second Amendment and the Bill of Rights. It's not trying to, uh, you know, attack one small aspect of something. It is simply that. And, and I think that's, that's important. Um, uh, with our, our New York case, um, the, the brief we had in the New York case, we, we try to challenge this notion of balancing uh, tests where a judge would go, uh, sure, you have a right to keep and bear arms, but we need to balance that with a uh, public safety you know, notion because, you know, guns, you know, make you more dangerous. Right. So so then they allow for gun control because of a balancing act. Well, our brief said, no, throw that out. You judge by the Second Amendment and the text of the Second Amendment only. Mm-hmm. And, and if they would judge by that in the Constitution, I think you would see a lot of these uh, gun controls be shot. I'm sorry, the what? What'd you say? The what? <laughs> the the oh. Constitution? I don't know if anyone in New York... <laughs> is uh really well versed in that you know and on top of that everything in new york is dangerous <laughs> there's a lot yeah, more dangerous things in new york it is difficult to, to to try to respect the constitution of new york but maybe maybe they should dust it off and um give it a read um yeah, yeah. i'm doing some good yeah and and mostly so so myself and rich were we're kind of we're new yorkers originally refugees yeah <laughs> refugees yeah absolutely um you know I, I think it's not all of new york that's like that and even in new york city yeah. there are people who are uh pro constitution pro america second amendment etc but it's you know new york city's kind of like uh just destroying everything else in, in the entire state yeah well yeah. You know, first off, the five boroughs of Manhattan and then like one borough around, you know, New York City is five counties. And then there's Nassau and Suffolk. You got Yonkers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Everything above that is upstate. Mm -hmm. So 90 percent of New York is upstate, which I think is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you get, you know, less than 50 percent of the population live outside of those seven counties, seven or eight counties downstate. Mm -hmm. So they always get outvoted, even though they're, you know, as redneck, trailer park living, whatever, as anybody else that has a gun, their vote doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, they're good old boys and, and they, they want to shoot. They want to hunt. They want to fish. They want to whatever. And, you know, it's eight counties of New York that are, are taking it away from them, just yeah. kind of like Virginia. 
You know, yeah, Northern Virginia is is exactly like that. I mean, Fairfax County is what a million residents, mm-hmm. and that just dwarfs the rest of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And uh, I think that was a major factor in the elections. And now elections have consequences, and there's a lot of things we have to sue now in, in Virginia um, about. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. it's 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 difficult for sure. Yeah. So what do you think, like if you stick a finger in the wind in Virginia, do you think the, these state politicians, these state reps, the governor, are going to get reelected? Well, sir, well the, the governor's term limited, so he can't be reelected. But um, the, uh, uh, that House of Delegates is up for reelection, and, um, and I hope gun owners turn out and, and send a lot of them packing, you know, folks who voted for one handgun a month and uh, uh, red flags and universal background checks among the other gun controls. I, I, think, I think they need to, to get to the polls because not a lot of these uh, Democrats who won campaigned on this exact gun control. Right, right. Uh, you know, so it was deceptive. What I'm figuring is we got a fired up base and uh, that there are when I say we Virginia or mm-hmm. gun rights advocates and, yeah. have a fired up base and they're going to get out and vote. They're going to remember the sting. They're not forgetting. Yeah, this is a good opportunity um, to, to get people awake. I mean, maybe you need like kind of a trident approach there in Virginia. Resistance, <laughs> you know, vote <laughs> for sure. And then overthrow those damn laws. Right. Yeah. At least. I, I mean, there's probably a couple of other things people would throw in there. Um, but that's that's what's needed in Virginia. The people of Virginia need to pay attention to this and realize that during this epidemic, uh, these guys decided to force all these things down your throat. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and they saw how people reacted to it, and it doesn't matter to them. So um, let me go on to a couple of things here. John Crump gave us two bucks. He says, "Shout out for Matthew and Nikki. Shout out to Matthew and Nikki out there." Hope you got you uh, crump childrens are behaving yourselves. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say probably no, but shout out to them anyway. <laughs> um, Brian Quick says, "Wait, I thought Hank was from Madagascar." Motorboater <laughs> says, "Hank is from Tasmania." No, <laughs> but those hey, those are all exotic sounding, so I'm not gonna complain about it. Um, with the with the New York thing, if we could, if uh, because I know right now we're bouncing between New York and Virginia, right? So when the Supreme Court decided to not take up the New York thing, and then they said that was because New York pulled their case, I, I know you guys were ready for this. What, what did you? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if you were ready for them for the Supreme Court not taking it, but I mean, what was, what went through you guys' minds when that happened over there? I was pretty upset, to be honest. I was, you know, outraged. Like, you know, finally, you know, it's been eight years since the last case mm-hmm. uh, was decided, and you know, I was, I was upset. But, but you know, um, I, I think one of the issues uh, with the case was that they all they challenged such a small, minute part of the law, the fact that you couldn't travel to a second home or gun range out of the city. That's the only th- th- thing that they challenged, which okay. left the door open for the New York City to you know, just change that minor part of their law, and then it's mute, and we've wasted you know, millions of dollars and, and years mm-hmm. of legal back and forth mm-hmm. uh, on that. So uh, that 
mean, that, that's where that approach. So that kind of like flushed all of that um, activist money on our side down the drain, right? Yeah. I mean, what yeah. what the hell, Supreme Court? <laughs> yeah, but th- that's that's not an approach that like Gun Owners Foundation would have take. Uh, you know, GOF and GOA, we take a more of a shall not be infringed approach to say, you know, well, you shouldn't have to have your gun registered or licensed or or all of these other big hoops you have to go through mm-hmm. and not make it easy for our anti-gun city just to tweak their laws and have the whole case thrown out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about uh, what's the standing in New York with people driving through? So let's say, you know, someone's either maybe going somewhere and they have to get go through New York in order to get there, right? Well, um, you sh- theoretically, under the law, mm-hmm. you should be covered under the Farmers Owners Protection Act. Like, say, if you were driving from New Hampshire to Pennsylvania with an AR-15 and right. starting around with an AR-15, you should be covered under the Farmers Owners Protection Act. But We've at GOA have heard reports to the contrary, and New York not really respecting federal law in that case. So it's it's difficult. Yeah, I've heard two personal cases from someone. So the last time I was in New York when my mom passed, that someone was telling me a story about these guys from Georgia. Well, I guess there was a guy from Georgia who they were doing some kind. They were uh, in the jewelry business, and they came up to New York. And one of them had a license and everything. Brought the gun up there. It was in a hotel, and he 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 left the gun in the hotel in the safe. And I guess the maid came in. I don't know if he. I don't think the safe was locked, but um, you know, or she unlocked it. I don't know. But the maid saw that in the safe, and this guy got arrested. You know, he's gonna do time for that. Um, yeah. And then there's another case that I know I know the person personally who was uh, driving a Uber in Connecticut, legally had a firearm on him, but he picked up a fare that went to New York. Mm-hmm. And um, after he dropped off that fare, he got he got pulled over and arrested and that firearm seized from him. So, um, you know, there's there's lots of cases of that going on. Right. Yeah, well, there was that case in New Jersey. This woman, um, you know, young mother, Janine Allen. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, she got pardoned, and uh, now she's one of our greatest friends. Yeah. Uh, she's done the briefings for us on Capitol Hill. You know, educating congressmen about you know uh, constitutional carry, reciprocity, and, and a lot of legislation. But it, it's it's a shame, and you know, to folks in you know pro gun states. You know, you need to be active now so your state doesn't become that. And trust me, I, I can understand it. if you live in New York or New Jersey, it's difficult to try to be a gun owner there. And, and GOA is doing everything we can to do that. But it, it, where you have more freedoms, you need to you know fight to keep it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a tough thing. And, and it sucks that New York is doing that, getting away with it. And uh, the Supreme Court is kind of like taking their side. Uh, what do you think about the reset things? Are we, uh, you know, I know I kind of asked you about this before, but are there any really good cases in there that uh, we should be on the lookout for? Um, I I haven't had a 
a rundown of, of all the cases, but mm-hmm. um, I do think it would be good to, uh, and, and each case varies to some extent about what exactly they're challenging, uh, but it would be great to have a positive ruling on, you know, so-called assault weapons mm-hmm. and say, hey, you can't ban a gun just because it's, uh, you know, has a collapsible stock or a flash hider or, or whatever. I mean, I think that would make some great progress. Yeah. Uh, uh, in a lot of states, or or with carry, uh, many of those cases were challenging uh, may issue carry permits, mm-hmm. and uh, if we could get that shut down, that would be fantastic. Yeah. You know, I, I would love it if if they remove the requirement to get a permit uh, com- completely, like constitutional carry. You know, the the way the founders intended it. So. Yeah. Do you think that uh, there's any way of getting the Virginia case expedited to, to these guys? Or? Which Virginia case? Uh, what, so and so far as what's going on, I know there's people pushing back on what Northam did in Virginia, right? Or is that going to take too long to get up to the Supreme Court? So um, I know that GOA and I believe VCDL, we do we are uh, either planning to or have filed mm-hmm. uh you know, lawsuit challenging several. Multiple, so you guys, there's multiple, multiple things you guys are going yes. after there. Okay. Yeah. And, and some things are just hard to challenge legally. Okay. But like a red flag law. We mm-hmm. hate red flag laws, right? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes people say, well, you need to challenge it in court. Well, um, it's kind of hard to find someone who has standing by a red flag law. Um, you know, okay. do you want someone like Gary Willis that, you know, is dead? You know, or or someone who's like mentally defective, uh, that doesn't really make a great case in court. So we're still mulling over a, a lot of those options. Uh, but the one handgun a month and the universal background checks, I know, are are definitely on the docket list to, to challenge uh, whether it goes to the Supreme Court or not. That's, you know, that's way down the road. But um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't need to go there. I mean, it could be struck down at the Virginia level, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah. Um, so are you guys thinking, uh, Rich, uh, feel free to jump in after I get this one in. Are you guys thinking um, of starting a Canada chapter anytime soon? You know, like uh, <laughs> yeah. gun owners of Canada? <laughs> GAC, um, we could call it GAC. Yeah. I mean, because Canadians, man, they're in big trouble right now. Yeah. And you know what really struck me about that is they're, you know, they're – legislative body, their Congress or whatever, whatever, had no input on this. It was one guy who just snapped his fingers and said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, these so-called assault weapons, which are already highly regulated, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, you know, uh, lots of gun control on them already, mm-hmm. you know, we're just going to ban them. You know, mm-hmm. you got two years to turn them in or get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is that just shocked me right there. And I, I, I makes me grateful. I still live in America, but, um, um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Canadians don't have the second amendment. Uh, and, and that's why people say like, why is it necessary to, to put that in there? Well, this is freaking why right there. Right. Yeah. This is why, uh, by the way, I missed this shooting gallery and he gave us, uh, five bucks here. He says, thanks for all the help that the GOA is doing for Massachusetts. So you can get that out there. Um, yep. Are you guys creating different uh, GOAs in different places? I know there was some there was some talk of that uh, with with what's so going we, on. So we have typically we have a state director approach where we you know find someone who's really involved in a state mm-hmm. uh, uh, at, at the level like a Rachel Malone or a John Crump, mm-hmm. and, and then we kind of bring them our board on board to be our 
person on the ground mm-hmm. in, in the state, and we've really expanded that program. Mm-hmm. We have several across the country. But then we have my colleague, Matthew, uh, who handles our state and local affairs. Mm-hmm. So if it's not handled by a state director, it's handled by Matthew. So uh, okay. but we're all I'm trying to bring on new state directors. And, and if anyone's interested, uh, you know, can't reach out to me and uh, we'll see if we can get you hooked up. Yeah, I know there was some talk of. Um, so Eric was thinking about this uh, of, of uh, IV 8888, right? Those guys mm-hmm. were thinking about looking into that. I, I think that Mac of Military Arms Channel was thinking of looking into that in um, Indiana. Those guys, mm-hmm. I guess, were looking into it in Georgia. So um, I don't. Obviously, some of this might not be for public consumption, but I thought at least people did know about and, that. And a lot of times, we do partner with the great state group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like VCDL um, or you know, North Carolina mm-hmm. uh, Grassroots North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and. And obviously we have a Virginia director, but sometimes, you know, that state group is very friendly with us. I know uh, uh, the the Tennessee Firearms Association, they're great. Um, And several others, we just have a great working relationship. And so we're able to amplify uh, those efforts by, you know, tag teaming with them. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Go ahead, Rich. You got a, you got something there? Oh, I had something I forgot. Seriously? That's what happens when you get old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, what about, uh, let's talk about the uh, California ammo sales thing. That was a debacle. Those guys yeah. didn't even get 24 hours, <laughs> you know. Um, are, you guys, are you guys on that one? What's going on there? I know there's a GOA in California. That was kind of like the... Yeah, uh, so I know, I know Gunners of California is doing everything that they can. I, 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 as I understand it, a lot of the California groups work very closely together. Mm-hmm. And I believe that uh, the, the role kind of GOF took on or GOC took on was uh, kind of taking the, the horror stories, so to speak, from, from different... Um, uh, abuses of this, mm-hmm. uh, and using that and giving that to the the attorneys to litigate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, it, it, look, GOA does everything we can in the courts, but our main thrust is legislative because it's a lot easier to stop something from being law than to challenge it in in the courts. Mm-hmm. And, and also, we don't fully. Th- this is why we don't fully rely on the courts mm-hmm. because you can't lobby a judge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, judges have oftentimes have a lifetime appointment. Um, they're not elected or accountable to the people, so you can't vote them out mm-hmm. in many cases. So, um, yeah, these that, judges are more dangerous than the politicians a lot of times, man. Yeah. 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 And people just don't pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. You know, when people are voting and stuff like that, they are not paying attention to judges who they're either voting for, because obviously on county levels and stuff like that, you vote for these guys or the ones that are being appointed by governors that they voted for or presidents that they voted for, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you guys think, uh, you know, because what would be the way to solve what's happening in California, man? Is it is it solvable? Do we actually need to, like, kick California out of the union? What, what you know? Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic question. I'm sure that there's several um, several answers to that. Um, but what I would like to see is a you know if, if say money were no object for California, and I'm sure Sam Paredes could give a much better answer on this than I could. Right. Yeah, we should. But, yeah, we need to get him on. 
Whenever he but, comes on, YouTube shuts that video down, by the way. It's crazy. It's because yeah. he's so smart and articulate. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. But I, I, I would love to see, you know, just a real challenge from all of the, you know, the, the anti-gunners in there from a strong constitutional-minded mm-hmm. uh, uh, candidate that, that has a, a good campaign. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, we get candidates and, they yeah, they, they say the right things, but— you know, they don't have any type of yeah. ground game or voter yeah. outreach. And if, if they could have a good effort, I'd, I'd like to see um, uh, where, where that could go. And then also, um, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, talking with Sam on this earlier, um, uh, melon voting. Then, you know, that, that can be very dangerous. Uh, Sam was telling me uh, they had three or four solid red districts that were, you know, being called for the the pro-gun candidate until they found in all these other melon uh, mm. ballots and then all oh, it's democrat um you know the democrat won even though the district is is really red and, and conservative yeah, yeah. so I, I think that's definitely stacking the odds and yeah. another favor hey, the, the democrats say there's no such thing as voter fraud and you know we've never had a problem here in palm beach i, I don't understand oh, what palm beach about. is just probably just as bad as california my it's wife was supervising the votes, you know, as a member of the Tea Party. They mm-hmm. threw her out when she asked a question. I, I forgot the Palm Beach County lady's name, but mm-hmm. they, they threw her out of the, you know, observing role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Palm Beach is terrible, man. Um, I, You know what? It's like you, you probably do really need a good governor to get in there that everyone could back. I know, like, you had Schwarzenegger in there before in the Republican Party. He was terrible. How how do you find how do you find like a governor who could actually win the election in California? How do how do we do that? Well, first of all, I think you need to have someone who's grounded in the Constitution and, and in their beliefs. You know, I, for for me personally, when I look at someone to vote for, you know, I, I look at what does this person believe? What is their voting record? And and are they a strong constitutionally minded person? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I understand that can be more difficult in a, a state in California where the Constitution isn't considered so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, generally, that's how I yeah. kind of look at it. Give us some ideas. So, Rich, you got any ideas of who yeah. in California well, is a real, like a conservative, believes screwed. in the Constitution, <laughs> believes in the Second You're Amendment? What's his name? Who Who's the congressman you always see on TV in front of tractors on Fox News? Uh, what's his name? Nunes. Nunes. Okay. Nunes. You know, Nunes has a 50% liberty score, meaning he's voting with the communists 50% of the time. So the guy that we think is fantastic from California mm-hmm. sucks half the time. Wow. Yeah, that's so not good. <laughs> California has a problem. Yeah. If you're going to suck, I think like more than 5% suckery. It's not good. <laughs> maybe know, should be a limit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he should. I mean, it seems yeah. like it seems like the like the YouTube guys who are in California, they know him, man. Every time he's on, even if we don't put Sam's name in there, they they like they somehow find that video. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Couple of bucks here. He says, "Good to see Jordan again. How are you and the wife?" Yep. Which I know we asked, but you can you can good definitely, to hear from you, man. Yeah, you can you can chime in there. Uh, yeah, so California, Who, if there's anyone out there in the chat right now from California, let us know. Smash the thumbs ups while you're out there as well. Let's see who's from California. Tell us who you think would be a great person in California to uh, 
for us to support, you know, to, to get into off. Could call it Southern New York, South, South New York, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have upstate New York where, where my sister lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there she was, she's commenting, she's watching right now. Mm-hmm. She's saying, Hey, there, everybody has gun carries up here. We're all two a people. We're conservative two a people. Mm-hmm. They, they really need to be a separate state because they're not getting hurt. Their, their rights are not getting protected or represented. Yeah. Shout out to your sister, by the way. Uh, thanks for and, for watching and supporting. And the other thing, when you said Supreme Court, I was getting all excited that there was Ruth Bader Ginsburg news. I mean, does do we have proof of life? <laughs> bless her. her. All I can say for Ruth her Bader Ginsburg is bless her heart. If that's if it. I said, well, about, you remember there was an Abe Vigoda website to, that checked if Abe Vigoda was alive. You you never saw that? No. Abe Vigoda. Okay, I know who you're talking about, but I mean that's a long time ago. Yeah, sure. Uh, you you got yeah. to know that. Yeah, well, I, I never heard of that website. That must be an old yeah, so website. It's abevagoda.com, and it used to tell you whether he was alive or dead. Now it shows him as dead. I mean, do we need a RuthGinsburg.com? Uh, no. Like I, she just needs to retire, but it will I never happen. Like bracelet that you know transmits out to the internet that she still has a pulse and body temperature. Yeah. It'll, it will never happen. Uh, it will never happen. Hopefully, hopefully we get, you know, more. But I don't know. I don't know if getting people on the Supreme. I, I believe in it. Right. And I'm and I believe in trying to get conservatives on the Supreme Court. But it doesn't seem like when we get those guys on the Supreme Court that they do anything for us. They buckle to pressure to public pressure. Right. And, and again, that's that's why we don't fully rely on the courts. Yeah. You know, we, we we don't put our faith in the courts, and that's you know reflective on on GOA's yeah. you know strategies. So. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Lola threw up a thing here. GOA membership uh, is twenty bucks. Lola put it up here. It's gunowners.org/strange. That's right. Lola put the thing up there. You guys can find that there. Um, let's see if we we got some answers. Chris Bullis says, "Can we sell California back to Mexico?" Uh, I don't know if they would want it. <laughs> I see we declare war on Mexico like on Monday and then on Tuesday Surrender California and give them California. No, just the part as, just the part that's the problem, like you said. It's not the entirety of California, there's just parts of it. Um let's see here. Uh oh, Richard Maunder says he already joined as a life member. So uh, let's, you definitely need to send yeah, him a geo. Jo- yeah, Jordan, right. let's work on something. Let's work on something okay. and get Richard Maunder something special. He's in England. He's a life member. We got to, you know. Well, well, lucky for you, my lovely wife is our membership services director. Oh, so based I might no have people. the hook up to take care of Yeah, based on uh, people. I can get, if I can get his information yeah. um, somehow, um, I'll, I'll need that. But uh, I'll we'll see what I can you. do. Yeah, we'll, I'll call in a yeah, we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you. We'll get some kind of special uh, thing uh, over in England there. Let's see. You know, maybe we can even get him to kick off a GOA in England. You never know. You never know. It's yeah, GOE. Yeah, GOE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Fun Crusher says, "I like I like Travis Allen for governor here in California." Travis like Allen. Yeah. Um, Travis Allen. Do you guys know who that is in California? Okay, I would have to look at. I would have okay. to look him up. Okay. Uh, you know, we need to we need to figure out a way to to like identify who would be good people, 
and then just somehow figure out how to like get those guys uh, promoted, you know, in terms of on social media and things like that, and, and get people to do whatever they can to tr- like at least try to get these guys up. You know, there. I I uh, I think GOC puts out a candidate guide. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we could get that to y'all, um, maybe that that could be a way of you know I think that I believe they they great candidates or or make recommendations or for for good yeah. folks. So, yeah. Uh, we will, you know, I mean, so I'm going to try to get Sam to come back on. If you guys yeah. are looking for those episodes, typically you're going to find them over on Gunstreamer because YouTube just like buries mm. them over here. But um, they're, they're, it's always good when he comes on. Maybe we can figure out a way, get him back on here and we'll dig into yeah. this and uh, we'll, we'll try to get, you know, some maybe some other California people. We really should try because ultimately here, man, um, you know, California is a beautiful place. And the people are really suffering because of all these things that are happening there. And it's actually not going to get better. Forget about this COVID-19 thing. California was, especially L.A., man, was was already about to uh, fall into uh, an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You know? So. No, homeless encampments don't get COVID. There's no way you can transmit COVID <laughs> homeless person to homeless person, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. so... Um, just look who's in charge. I mean, they've had, you know, anti-gunners Democrats have so, had control of that for decades. And What is wrong with Kimberly Guilfoyle? Or what went right with her? Kimberly Guilfoyle? Kimberly Guilfoyle was married to Gavin Newsom. Right, right. I know, I know, I know. Isn't she, uh, she's like hanging out with Trump Jr. right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what's up, man. You know, <laughs> we, 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 we lost her to manspreading with Trump Jr., <laughs> So you know what I'm saying? She's she's doing Fox. She's uh she's got Trump Jr. You know that's that keeps you pretty busy. No, yeah. no, she drops Fox for Trump. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, so, wait. She works in the Trump administration. No, no, she's just oh. hanging out with Don Jr. Oh, she well, on the campaign, maybe. Yeah, uh, I think she's doing something with them. Yeah, but. yeah. Listen, all of us, if we were hanging out with with Don Jr., we would just we wouldn't be doing anything. Right, just hanging out with Don Junior. <laughs> so, I was gonna say I do that when I hang out with you, Hank, but you always put me to work. Yeah, man, Ooh. that's the way to do it. <laughs> you know, that's the way to do it. It's called big pimping. All right, let's see. Um, Fun Crusher said Travis Allen got beat by John Cox, who lost to to Newsom. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, it's we got to figure out how to do it because. You know, California is it's go it's really, really getting bad all the time. So, um and so let's see here. What were the other things? I know um uh the uh Michigan, Michigan stuff for you guys, anything going on with GOA in Michigan? Well, we're we're suing in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um uh so the ATF uh originally in several states, uh if you have a, a carry permit you um, you you don't have to go through a NICS check to, to buy a gun, mm-hmm. um, and 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 in Michigan the ATF has issued what what they call a public service announcement. Uh, it's saying that um, uh, oh no, even if you have a permit, you still have to undergo the NICS check to to, to buy a gun, mm-hmm. which you know, we find that. That's a, that's a violation of federal law. Mm-hmm. And, that's a violation and on top of a violation already. Exactly. Yeah. So we're saying we can't do that, and, and we're we're suing them. Uh, mm-hmm. Just yesterday, we announced a similar lawsuit in in Alabama, in Alabama 
Um, so if the ATF continues to do this, we're going to continue to sue them because um, they're they're breaking the, their own laws. So yeah, well, I mean, you are talking about the ATF here, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, should just I mean, go away. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We are talking about the ATF. I think I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about uh, the Supreme Court, but I thought this was an interesting article. Um, Supreme embarrassment, the flush heard around the country. Basically, what this article is talking about is, you know, the Supreme Court is meeting from their teleconferencing. In, and apparently, while they were teleconferencing in, someone was doing what all guys do when they're on the phone, <laughs> sitting on the throne. <laughs> Somebody, someone. <laughs> this is so funny. I mean, what do you what do you expect? <laughs> what was like, the movie The Naked Gun where they did that? Uh, was it The Naked Gun? I don't know. I don't know. But you know, it just, was a Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, this is the the throne in the modern age has now become the place where you do all your social media. <laughs> you know, where you do all your posting, you take your calls and stuff like that. But it's I guess it's kind of symbolic, right? You know, the Supreme Court. Also yep. doing it, yeah. Flushing America down the drain. I don't know if you guys saw that. I thought that was interesting. I missed that one. So, Jordan, yeah. I got a question for you. Like, legal precedent-wise, if if I could maybe was told I had to ride the back of the bus, but, like, once a month was told I could ride in the front of the bus, that would be okay, right? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. So by allowing Virginia citizens to buy one gun a month, does that mean it stopped an unbelievable number of mass shootings because they could only get one? Because most mass shooters use two guns at yeah. the same time. How, yeah. that, how that doesn't fall under or shall not be infringed. I don't are know. done by guys dual wielding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, you know, I think a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize is with the one handgun a month law is it creates a de facto registry because mm-hmm. if you buy a handgun and then you a right. couple weeks later go to buy another one, how do they know they got the first one? Exactly. So they, the got, they, have to, they have to make a registry to know that. Yeah, it, yeah. it makes no sense. So How do they know that you're selling a gun to your relative or a neighbor? How do they know? Yeah. How are they going to know this? Mm-hmm. Well, now, now it's illegal, but again, nobody knows. That's yeah. for sure. Well, I mean, the whole, f- the, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is a circular argument, right? Because everyone knows this. But the whole thing about it is the people who they're trying to stop from doing these terrible things don't care about the laws because they're doing terrible things that are already against the law. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if we make abortion illegal, there'll be backroom abortions. That's why we need them legal. Uh, yeah, that's you know, it's it's a broke it's a broken broken kind of logic that we're dealing with here. You know, it's the same thing like talking about Canada. Obviously, you know, yeah. we're not in Canada, but it's the same thing with Canada. How are they going to stop what happened Absolutely. in Nova Scotia? How are they going to stop that by by stopping all Canadians from being able to defend themselves? And Canada is a wild place in a lot of places, right? Have, have you even announced what firearm was used? I don't think so. I, I didn't see. I know he, he burned down some houses, and that's how at least nine people died. So that didn't have anything to do with the firearms. You know, I, I, was, I was thinking, though, if this, you know, from my understanding of this killer went from house to house or place to place i wonder if one of those people had a gun or had a gun on them 
you know, it, it, that could have nipped it in the bud right there. You yeah. know, if there was a, a Jack Wilson or a, uh, um, a Stephen Williford around uh, who could take care of business, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, but you know, they've all, they're already practically disarmed because of all of their gun control. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's almost, they're almost like sitting ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at least some people while he's trying to burn down their houses from inside the house could take him out. You know, I mean, this guy had how many hours was it like 13? What was it? 13 hours or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. 13 hours to run wild, you know, and I'm pretty sure if people were armed, whether it's legally or illegally, they would have been able to defend themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to go back to, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, uh, don't don't uh, resist the laws, you know, right. And um, and then and then fight fight all these laws out there and then vote these people out. I don't know. Trudeau, I don't know. I guess I don't know if there's a term limit or whatever in Canada. I'm not sure what's going on with that. But yeah, man, Canada has to like stand up and um, demand their uh, human rights. Yeah, it's you know, your right to defend yourself is a human right. So, you know, our our rights don't come from the Constitution. And I've said this before, you know, (laughs) yeah, our, our, our rights, as our declaration says, are come from our creator. They come from something more than just uh, a very significant piece of paper that they wrote on. You know, uh, I would say our, our rights are God given, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. they they come from God, and that's why government can't infringe them. Yeah, and that that goes to the root of of GOA's approach. No, it, it says there's an asterisk there, and it says in cases of COVID or when we feel like it. Yeah, that, if it hurts your feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's to make other people feel more comfortable. Which is pretty much, it's a lot like the whole mask thing, you know, that, that we're going through. Like, in order to make other people feel comfortable going outdoors. If you are scared of the coronavirus, don't go anywhere. Stay in your house. By the way, in New York, there's people who stayed home getting the coronavirus anyway. You know that, right? I saw that yeah. somewhere on the, on the news that, um, I have to pull it up. It was Cuomo was, like, surprised by that. But this is the same thing. Like, we're trying to make people feel better. You know, and then other people have to, you know, I feel uncomfortable if you disarm me, I guess is the best way to put it. It looks like we just lost. Oh, there you go. He's coming. Back. He's coming. Yeah, back. Hadn't, coming fall. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was going to say is like, and I always I always tell this to people, right? You know, the PETA people out there that 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 you got to protect the animals and all that, which, hey, I, I get it. Right. You got to be you got to be good to the animals. OK, uh, especially right before you eat them. Um, season them just right yeah but here's the thing so we 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 have we have dogs and cats and and different kinds of pets right so if your pet was going to be out there in the world would you declaw them what would you guys do like your your huh he needs his claws yes you you would say that your pets need their claws right Yep. So it, it, and and lots of these same people would think you are being incredibly cruel and savage to declaw your pets so they can't defend themselves out there. But us as human beings, we should be declawed. Mm-hmm. We should sure, not be able to defend. Have you been to a gun show? Uh, go ahead. Ask like two hundred people at a gun show, and you know. Big smelly guys, and Jordan, they all you, say. Are you asking Jordan? Are you asking yeah. Jordan that? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what, what's the? I couldn't hear you. What's the question? No, it's like 
the the whole quote an armed society is a polite society mm. you know how many fist fights happen at gun shows and yeah. knife things and all that bit i mm. bump into like this big biker guy and he's like oh excuse me sorry politest yeah. people we ever meet mm-hmm. yeah well you know we need to exercise our rights too you know, I, I think, you know, sometimes people are sensitive about people carrying guns or unsure about it because not enough people do it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. we, you know, I, I, I find it interesting in my daily conversations. I, I run into somebody and they're like, yeah, I got a carry permit. Oh, what, what you carrying? Like, oh, I don't carry. Like, that makes <laughs> no sense to me. Why would you go through the whole process of begging the government for permission to, right. to carry a, a right? And then you don't even carry a gun. It yeah. just it boggles my mind. That bothers me when I come across uh, Republicans, conservatives mm-hmm. who tell me, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally for Second Amendment, man. I'm like, great. What kind of guns do you have? Uh, I don't really have any guns. Why? Oh, because I don't have any place to shoot. Come on. You know? And I hear that all the time, and I think, yeah, okay, if you're not... Pr- which, look, you know, I'm not. you're not obligated to arm yourself or defend yourself. I get it. But I think... You know, I agree with you. If you're not a person out there practicing it, I don't know if I want you representing representing me just because you say that you believe in something. This is why all these guys have, have, have like flaked out on us and they don't really, you know, d- defend the Second Amendment or the Constitution for that matter. Do you, do you know who my congressman is? My congressman is Brian Mast. Do you know who that guy is? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brian would come by our Tea Party meetings every month, and he'd be the nicest, kindest guy. He'd be nicer than you or Hank, you know? Nobody's and, nicer than me. Nobody's nicer than me. <laughs> well, And definitely no one's nicer than Jordan, by the way. Jordan's so nice. He's always on here. He's never been, you know. I, I mean, it's probably not on this phone, but my previous phone. I have the text message that, you know, I'm texting with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, Brian, where are you on the Second Amendment? Blah, blah, blah. And and for all of you who don't know Brian Mast, Brian Mast was an EOD tech. He lost both his legs and one finger. I, I think he's Harvard educated, smart guy, personable, mm-hmm. nice guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm texting. You always have to look out for those guys from Harvard, man. Though I guess I'm just gonna say. But go ahead. Oh, I, I'm big Second Amendment guy. You know, mm-hmm. I blah blah blah. And he's like, "Let's go to the range together. I'll talk to you about." It. I'm like, "No, nah, I don't have to go to the range with you. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I have to go to the range with Hank or somebody, but I, I don't have to go to the range with you." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, then then he comes up with this cock and bull story. The 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 true story of the matter is he's got a hoplophobic wealthy Republican donor, and that's the truth of the matter. But he tells me, like, "Well, I was having a picnic with my family." What does uh, I'm going to have to look up what hoplophobic means? Hold on. Uh, afraid of weapons. Oh, okay. Oh, I should know that one. I'm going to store that so, in my brain. Hoplophobic. Is that what it decophobia. is? Yes. Hoplophobic. So, Brian comes up with this cock and bull story. If he looked at me right at he's like, look, I got to get reelected. I, I got this donor that doesn't like guns, so I'm going after semi-automatics. And that's the truth. I'd be like, all right, at least he told me the truth. He says, well, he's at the park with my family. And I thought if somebody had an AR-15 on that rooftop, they could take us all out. I'm like, you jackass. I, my most Nagan, I could take you out from like two cities away and through a brick building. Yeah. By the way, I'm throwing that up there right now. That's the word for the day. Hoplophobia is a political <laughs> neologism. 
coined by retired American military officer Jeff Cooper as a pejorative to describe an irrational aversion to weapons. It is also used to describe fear of firearms. There you go. Okay, cool. There you go. Awesome. I mean, listen, you know, I, I've heard that word before, but I didn't know it. So good. Go ahead. Sorry. I know I'm interrupting here, but I'm trying to educate the people. It's just infuriating. And, and I don't know, uh, Jordan, do you know the people from FreedomWorks? Jordan, do you hear us? Or is he thinking? Yeah, Jordan. Oh, wait a second, Jordan. Jordan, can you hear us? I don't know. Yeah, I, I cut out for a second, but I'm back now. Oh, All okay. Right. All right. FreedomWorks? What about FreedomWorks? Uh, they're, they're in D.C. I went to an event with them once. And they yeah, told yeah. me. I think it's Richard. I think it's a uh, Richard. Can you see? He, it's Richard's internet that's messing it all up. There you go. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it's it must fine. be. That's why you dropped out. Somebody's calling me again. Yeah. So, they, at FreedomWorks, they tell us as the Congress people get off the bus and they have a reception for them, they show them a menu, and they say, "Do you want to be on this committee? Do you want to be chairman of this committee?" And there's a dollar amount next to each one of them. Mm-hmm. And the con- new Congress person says, "Well, I don't have that money. Where do I get that?" And they say, "In the other room, where all the lobbyists are. Go over there, you know, talk to one of the lobbyists. Come back, tell us what seat you want." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they so call the- it a swamp for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're crooked before they even get sworn in. They're already crooked. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh... And I don't don't mean to be too much of a jerk about this, but Hank, you're asking who in California is good. You know what? Anybody listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. whether you're in California, New York, Florida, you should be running for public office, whether it's school board, whether it's freaking dog catcher, mayor, supervisor, run for freaking office because you have more common sense. Yeah, don't leave it I, up to other people. That's what the problem is. That's why we get these professional politicians destroying America. About time we have more statesmen than career politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let me just go back to this really quick here. Um, that thing I said about Cuomo. Let me see if I could roll this in for you guys. Daily news. Shocking. 66% of new coronavirus patients in New York stayed home. This is from Cuomo. Okay. Albany. The majority of recently hospitalized Coronavirus patients in New York are people who have followed the precaution of staying home, Governor Cuomo said Wednesday. The governor said it was shocking that 66% of new coronavirus hospitalizations are people who either retired or unemployed and not commuting to work on a regular basis. The statistic comes from a preliminary survey of 113 hospitals done over three days that included uh, uh, 1,269 responses as the state seeks more information about how COVID-19 spreads. So, I mean, you guys could you could dig into it, but I'm just I'm just saying, why did we do all this craziness? (laughs) Maybe maybe all of this got blown up so they could start layering new laws on top of us. And then we'll just go. Oh, it must. It's got, it's got to be for our for our own good, right? For the, all for, for the greater good. For the greater good. Hey, Jonathan, have you read uh, the book Sons of Anarchy? I think it's Sons of Anarchy. Jordan. 
No, I, I haven't read that book. Yeah, you, no. said, he, you said Jonathan. He doesn't respond to Jonathan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's so, like, who the hell is he talking to? My wife's reading the book, or is it, or is it Sons of the Revolution? It, it's about the founders, and if you pulled this crap, they burned your freaking house down. Yeah. Mm. And, and I'm not saying we should be doing that, but I, I want open carry in Florida, sometimes so I could carry a full-size firearm, but you know what? So when I go to march at Tallahassee, they see me with an AR-15 on my back, and they're like, huh. Maybe these, you know, 100, 200, 300 guys out front, we probably shouldn't piss off. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cutting in and out a little bit, but, uh, you know, what, what's interesting to me is the, the same folks who are, are shutting down gun stores and stopping issuing carry permits and, and everything are, are the same people who are releasing dangerous criminals back out on the street. Yeah. So at the same time where you can't buy a gun to defend yourself, <laughs> which ridiculous. you probably should have had one all along, yeah. you know, we're putting bad guys back on the street. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've shared some articles of, of where, you know, these people who've been released have been attacking people yeah. and, and causing all sorts of harm. Yeah. And, yep. and it's just it just blows my mind. Now, and this is why since the beginning of this year, seven million guns. Okay. Yeah. At least next checks, because you know that could be double. Sometimes you do that check; it could be two guns, right? Or unless you're in, unless you're in Virginia or something. Now, then I guess it can't be, right? <laughs> you know, it could be uh, a slingshot and a firearm. Yeah, but by the way, whoever. Um, oh, that's weird. That's a weird thing. <laughs> just that's a, that was a weird freezing uh, on Jordan there just now. Oh, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You when you look back at this, you'll see it. Um, just yeah. Let me see. It's around the one hour and one minute mark. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Richard Hughes, whoever's calling you, you need to text them and tell them to stop calling you unless it's your wife. Don't mess with her. I don't know the number. Oh, okay. That you know, you never know who that could be, man. You never. It's know. somebody in Florida. Yeah, you never know who that is. That could be the ATF. It could be anyone trying to trying oh, to get God. through to you. Yeah. Um, I had a boating accident. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not valid. That's not valid anymore. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see here. Let's go to. Did you guys have some other things you wanted to get to here? I want to get to some ridiculous news. Can we do that? Sure. Florida man news. Can we? Yeah, not necessarily Florida man, but here's one that I did want to cover. Uh, this is from BuzzFeed. A five-year-old boy was pulled over while trying to drive to California to buy a Lamborghini. So five-year-old. Good five-year-old. for him. Yeah, a five-year-old boy in Utah, of course who was pulled over Monday while trying to drive to California to buy a Lamborghini. About 12 p.m., a highway patrol trooper was trying to catch up to a speeder on the southbound Interstate 15 in Ogden when he came across what he initially thought was an impaired driver or someone experiencing a medical emergency. Oh, so this actually helped out a guy who was speeding on the highway. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Did he bring his girlfriend with him? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, he was traveling at 32 miles per hour in a 70-mile-per-hour zone. Uh, there's a curve in the road and he was kind of having a hard time making the curve. This is what the officer said here. The trooper initiated a traffic stop and when he approached the vehicle, he found a small boy on the verge of tears 
sitting on the edge of the seat with both feet in the brake pedal. After the trooper helped him put the car in gear and turned off the engine, the boy told him he was five years old and he had left home to drive to California because he wanted to buy a Lamborghini. Uh, he might have been short on the purchase amount as he only had $3 in his wallet. The mm. Utah Highway Patrol tweeted. So, and luckily for him, <laughs> maybe that's just the down payment. Yeah. So, yeah. so is this going to be on Life Apollos or DDE? Probably. I don't know. This this kid is no joke. <laughs> right. Well, right. I think I think you got to beg the question of where's the kid's parents? You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like exactly. how do you let your kid out and take your car somewhere well, in so. Utah? Maybe yeah. the parents were high and they wanted the Lambo and they told them to go get it. No, I think his parents weren't. Uh, so there's here's another article that I could throw up here. I don't know. In this article, there's this weird creature on his face. I don't know if that's what the police do in Utah to you. No, actually. But if you look at this, if you look at the picture here, there's like this weird, instead of just blacking out the face because he's a minor, there's this weird looking um, thing on it. But from what I heard is that the parents were at work and it was supposed to be like an older brother or sister watching this kid. Mm. <laughs> and apparently, you know, they were busy playing Gears of War or something. I don't know. And, you know, he slipped out. And just, listen, you know what? Good for him. He's into cars because a lot of kids, you know, these days, they don't really care about cars. And he could drive. I mean, he survived. To get on the highway? <laughs> you know, I mean... <laughs> I remember when I first started driving, I took all the local roads, man. I wasn't even trying to get on the highway. So, yeah, this kid's pretty – he's pretty good, man. You know, um, that's uh, that's some crazy news. That's some crazy news. Here's uh, – here, let's do another one just for the fun of it, just for the fun of it. I don't think you guys heard about this one. I'm going to throw it up here. Tom Cruise, SpaceX, and NASA developing um, an action film shot in space. Yes, mm. that's right. Actor Tom Cruise, Elon Musk, SpaceX, and NASA are in the early stages of developing a feature-length action-adventure film set and shot in outer space, according to Deadline, uh, making sure to clarify the film would not be a Mission Impossible sequel. Deadline reports the project is not attached to a studio at this early stage. Um, is citing, it funded by the Chinese? I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? I, I, I'm down. The first Can I be a cameraman? Huh? I want to be a cameraman. Yeah. You know, that's. I think that's cool, right? The first film. Well, we shot film in space, but not like a, you know. Not Moonraker? Like a, Moonraker was shot in space. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> the moon landing, the moon landing, that was a film shot in space? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, always, I always get kind of creepy, uh, yeah. creeped out when I watch space movies. You yeah. know, because yeah, you know, just 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 like floating through through the air and you can't grab onto anything. That that just messes with my mind somehow. Yeah, yeah, it seems it it seems cool at one point, at, you know, but also very very dangerous. You know, incredibly dangerous. Sounds like the kind of thing that Tom Cruise would get wrapped up in. Well, I gotta yeah. say, craft services are gonna be a bitch in space. Oh yeah, uh, Tang, Tang, <laughs> just right? Tang. Yeah, wasn't Tang invented for space? Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah, there you go. Isn't that all you need? Gives you all wait, your wait. nutrients. Are Are you saying that like apostrophe T A N G or capital T A? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, Richard. I'm not even getting. 
I'm not even getting wrapped up in that. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on from that. <laughs> okay. If anyone knows what Richard means by that, let us know. Um, and then I don't know if you guys saw this, but I thought this was interesting. Did you see the story about the um, the, the Green Berets that, or, or the, the special ops guys that were trying to in, invade Venezuela? Venezuela? No. I saw some rumors about that, but yeah. not much. Was that like not an officially sanctioned thing, and that was because he's got a bounty on his head, and they were going to bring him back for the bounty? And was Trey involved in that or not? I, I don't know. I don't know. This is interesting. I know the American government is not claiming, uh, I, like the Trump administration, saying they had nothing to do with this, but Venezuela did capture some people. It says former Green Beret takes responsibility for failed boat raid aimed at overthrowing Venezuelan President uh, Nicolas Maduro. A former Green Beret has taken responsibility for what he claimed was a fail attack Sunday aimed at overthrowing Venezuelan President uh, Nicolas Maduro and uh, and that the socialist government said ended with eight dead. And they and they captured some Americans over there. Uh, Jordan Godreau's comments in an interview with an exiled Venezuelan journalist capped a bizarre day that started with reports of a pre-dawn amphibious raid near South... South American country's heavily guarded capital. Um, so, yeah, these guys really did try to, like, uh, you know, do a military coup in Venezuela. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. And now they're captured, so now America has to figure out how to get them back. How to get them back, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, I think they, you know, I, I don't think they were really that well-trained. <laughs> You know, or they definitely weren't armed well enough. You know, so yeah. um, that that news is probably going to keep growing. Here, uh, let's see. I'm going to hit us with some other news. What's up? What's up, Rich? Hey, I'm busy. Can you call me back in an hour? Uh, no, Rich, you're busy doing <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> this is us on the podcast, Rich. <laughs> Yeah, you need no, to call me back in a... Hang up on your friend. You're <laughs> professional. We have Jordan here. You're embarrassing me. Sorry, man. I, I don't know how this crap works. It's Text that guy and tell that guy to stop calling you. Okay, you know what? I'm going to put L Lola. You need to you need to handle Richard Hughes right now. <laughs> no, no, not the Lola. <laughs> uh, okay, let me go to another one closer to home here. Um, this is about... Uh, Florida anti-gun commissioner Nikki Freed's self-pitying email blast. Uh, Florida's ag agricultural commissioner Nikki Freed. This is what happens when you don't vote, people. We got a Democrat as the agricultural commissioner here in Florida because the gun guys didn't go out and vote. And the agricultural, agricultural commissioner is in charge of giving out the CCWs. Um, she put out a recent email blast after coming under fire for her anti-gun unlawful restrictions on concealed carry licenses in Florida. Uh, the, uh, the, the NRA had the full scoop below. Uh, Dictionary.com says uh, whiner is a noun and lists some words related to whiners. Wimp, complainers, uh, sorehead, crybaby. <laughs> um, so here goes the thing here. Uh, she says this is she puts out this thing. I don't know. She put it out with a with a legal seal here, too, which is interesting. Friend, a gun rights group is threatening to sue me. The NRA is attacking me again. And so is Florida's attorney general. 
In a blatant political move, Attorney General Moody implied in a letter that I've halted the processing of concealed weapons licenses. That's straight up not true. She goes on. I mean, this is like this is what happens when you don't vote like we're talking about. This is what happens here. And she's using our money here in Florida for her own uh, political reasons. What do you guys think about this? I think Florida needs constitutional carry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the simple solution to this. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we just need to get rid of these permits and having to beg the government for permission to exercise a right. Yeah. So and then putting politicians like this where they can get in the way and and throw a monkey wrench and everything and make it uh, difficult for people. I mean, you you know, yes, we could be mad at her, but I'm more mad at the people here in Florida that didn't go vote. Yeah, right, right. You know, well, it, it was kind of a fishy election that she actually won because uh, it, it was pretty close. And it, it could have been the bad ballots in, you know, Broward or Palm Beach that, that put her pushed her over the line. Yeah, maybe. But I think if people went out there and voted, this could have been pretty decisive. You know, and I think, you know, Hank, I mean, as a Florida resident, the Republicans are stabbing us in the back just as hard. It's not helping. I think that's true, man. That's I think that's why um, there's so much apathy, you know, and it's it's tough. People feel like it's tough to know who's really on your side. Right. That's why, like the GOA, you know, Jordan, you guys were grading people. Um, You guys are still doing that, right? Yes, absolutely. And, And that's why we have primaries. You know, to where, you know, if there's a, a really uh, bad guy in an election, you know, you, you got it. You can't get him yeah. in the general. You've got to get him in the primary and right. get support there. Mm-hmm. So and, and most people don't vote in the primaries. No. And that's how we keep getting these rhinos and the and the anti-gunners. Yeah, I know some I know people right here in Florida, uh, some gun guys. I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, who don't vote in the primaries. So ridiculous, you know? And the last time someone told me that, I was chastising them, like, what are you talking about? You don't vote in the primaries, you know? It just doesn't make sense. You've got to vote all the time. Get out there and vote um, and then hold these people responsible. I think like Rich was saying earlier, you know, other people need to step up here instead of the professional politicians and vote. And then we have to figure out. Oh, yeah. I, I think well, one of, one for office. Yeah. Yeah. But I think one of the big problems and I'm not really sure how this is going to get solved is media. Right. So when people are running for office, if they don't get coverage in the media, it makes it very difficult for them to get anywhere. And of course, the mainstream media is not going to cover um, right. Elections right. run then, by people like us. Then you look at alternative media like YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, and they're going to hose you just the same. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough to do, but we could do something about it. We have to figure out a way that, like, let's say GOA identifies these people. Then we all get out there and go, this, you know, we like we, we, do, we should do our own research. I'm not saying just take what GOA says, but, you know, these guys are doing research, right? They're out there on the front lines. They say, hey, we think this person is good. We take a look at that person. And then maybe folks like myself try to get those people on air to talk to you. Then maybe you guys share those things, go follow those people, help them out so that they can they can get out there. Otherwise, they get seduced by the mainstream media. And that's a lot of what we're seeing from the like, um, 
you know, those, uh, those corrupted Republicans that are out there, I think. Yeah. You know, it's, it's up to us. We really, we really need to get up on top of it and, and like start paying attention to what's going on. And that's how we have the whole, uh, Nikki, Nikki Freed problem that, that we have going on here. Um, here's another one. I'm going to throw this up here as well. After giving up hunting, Prince Harry has now sold his two handmade purdy guns. Um, no, say it ain't so. Yeah. Um, Prince Harry. What a shame. Yeah. Uh, Prince, first Prince Harry's American wife made him swear off hunting. No, first that chick made him give up. Like, I don't believe in royalty. Let me just say this right now. I do not believe in royalty, (laughs) you know, at all. But the first thing she did was make him give up his status, you know, whatever royal status he had. Go ahead. I'm very grateful that my wife will not stop me from hunting or buying guns. She's not the issue. So, you know, I guess not all men are that lucky. But you think if you have an American wife, maybe there's some hope, but uh, not with her. So not if you have an American, not if you like, so let's say, let's say, uh, Jordan, that you are a prince, I don't know, let's say of England, you know, and then some chick comes along and like separates you from your whole family. Next thing you know, you're moving to Canada, but Canada is not enough. Then you're moving to Hollywood and then you're moving right into a neighborhood. So the paparazzi are in a good spot (laughs) to take pictures of you. That might be a warning sign. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a warning sign that you're in trouble. So of course your yeah. guns are gonna get sold next. Um, I don't know. Did you ever hear the story of uh, who was it? Uh, Sean Penn, that Shalice uh, Theron made him like he had a bunch of guns. Sean Penn, right? Mm-hmm. He was into guns. He had a really nice gun collection, and they were they were engaged. They were getting married, and you know she told him if you love me you would like destroy these guns and he was like okay i'll sell i'll sell the gun she said no she didn't want them sold at least uh prince harry here got to sell his guns and didn't destroy them she didn't want them sold he had to destroy them so he gave them to this artist who melted it down and made it into some kind of crazy cockamamie piece of art and then guess what she dumped him anyway yeah yeah so oh. yeah don't fall for this trap this is a warning <laughs> Well, look, when I was when I was dating Megan, you know, the first thing I, I told her is like, look, I like guns. You mm-hmm. know, we met in college and I had a club and, and everything. And mm-hmm. you know, she knew I was involved with with my gun rights club. Mm-hmm. And uh, she knew from the very first date that mm-hmm. I was a, a big Second Amendment guy. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, she's a big Second Amendment gal. Good, um, good. Mm-hmm. So, so we're in total agreement on, on those issues. And uh, and yeah, guys. Don't give up your guns for a girl. No, absolutely no. not. Absolutely. Get a girl who likes guns as much as you do. Yeah, you got a good <laughs> Megan. He got a bad Megan. You got a good one. <laughs> you got a good one. That's, That's good. True. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what happened. I don't know what happened to Rich here. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, I guess that person won the phone call battle. I guess he's on the other call. Yeah. So I guess uh, we'll see if we get him back here. Um, are there any other things you you know while I'm flipping through here? Some other things that we're missing out on um, that we need to cover. Let me see. Yeah, well, uh, uh, one big victory we did, we did have, uh, I believe it was in late March, is originally when Trump issued his 
guidance of what essential businesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't include gun stores right. uh, or the firearms industry. And so uh, GOA and GOC appealed to him and said, hey, you need to include the firearms industry in this. And and he did. He, he uh, They revised their guidance and um, – uh, now the firearms industry. And while that guidance doesn't have any exact bearing, mm-hmm. it's still important because states adopted the federal government's guidance. Mm-hmm. So now those states that have that guidance have to follow the gun stores. So states like New Jersey, an anti-gun state, you know, their gun stores are open, uh, at least to some extent, because of that ruling. Mm-hmm. And so that was a pretty big victory that, that we advocated for I think so. um, with that. Um, and, and it had those ripple effects. Yeah, so. I would say so, man. I would like I don't know if people think that's a small thing, but I don't think it is. I think that the firearms industry being shut down during this time uh, when there's a high demand for what the industry manufactures would have been devastating. Um, I think ultimately here, this COVID-19 thing is going to kick in like a super recession. You know, we're, yeah. we're really not seeing it yet, but a lot of businesses are going to be adversely affected by everything that's happening here. And at least that gave an opportunity to the firearms industry to keep functioning, keep people employed, manufacturing things, uh, manufacturing freedom, actually, and getting, yeah. and, and getting more folks who maybe didn't uh, before feel like they needed freedom to get involved with freedom. And, and, you know, it, it's it's sad it's taken a pandemic to have a lot of people realize that, hey, they need a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of wish they had one before and we're already prepared. But, um, you know, hey, at least now that they've realized it, if they, they've got a gun, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we've heard reports that some transfers have been delayed up to 30 days mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the next backlog. And that's another thing that we've done. We sent another letter to Trump and working with the folks we know at the White House to, to try to clear up those delays, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, uh, and so people can get their guns. I took a phone call last week from a guy who was mm-hmm. waiting weeks on the transfers. Right. And, um, you know, it's it's when we put government restrictions on our rights, prior restraints, government preclearance, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That this is the consequences of it now. Mm-hmm. And at GOA, we've always opposed NICs and background checks. We've always opposed permits and and you know can still carry uh, permits. Um, and this is this is one of the reasons why, mm-hmm. because when there's big demand for guns or people are are rushing to buy it, you know these gun controls are going to get in the way and good people are going to be disarmed. And and even if it's 30 days that your gun's delayed, well, a, a right delayed is a right denied. Yeah. And, and we just can't accept those inf- infringements. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, why why was, why was is there a problem with the next check? Is it that um, those guys weren't coming into work, so people aren't there running the shop? or So uh, the, the way I understand it is uh, if you say you get the, the yellow on, on the next check, uh, the gun store can still give you the gun after three business days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the FBI or ATF or whoever has three business days to look into it. If not, at, you know, after those days, you can get the gun. Mm-hmm. Well, the ATF has said don't give them the gun uh, and, and holding the gun up. 
So that's why the, the transfers haven't gone through. Right. Now, is that because um, so that, they, that's my understanding of it. Right. Is that because they're not in the office? Uh, that, that could be or it, mm-hmm. or that could be because, you know, they just don't want people having guns, which wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me either. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the government goes out there and scares the living crap out of everyone and says that the the world's coming to an end, the sky's falling down. Um, Then they're surprised that everyone says, okay, well, then I'm going to have to defend myself, obviously. And they go out there and then they're like, oh, well, we can't we can't get these uh, background checks done. You know, that's kind of ridiculous. You know, or, or the people in like like California who who you know show, and we've talked about California a lot, but they have a waiting period. Mm-hmm. So they, they show up to buy a gun, like I can't take it home today. I gotta wait ten days. Yeah, or, or whatever the waiting period is, and and the gun control that I'm sure many of them voted for and supported, they're feeling the consequences of. So hopefully next time uh, they go to the polls, they'll think twice. Yeah, um, doesn't California and other states also have background checks on ammo? Yeah, that that's what the the um, the the latest lawsuit was over mm-hmm. uh, of of having background checks to buy ammunition um, mm-hmm. there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we're still waiting for. I don't know if Rich is going to be able to come back here. We will find out. <laughs> we'll find out what happens. So okay, all this time that you've been uh, that you've been sequestered at home, or are you just working from home now? I don't know. Is it? I've been working from home before, before the whole uh, you know before, coronavirus took. took before form. working from home was cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in in all this time, have you had a chance to catch any movies? Yeah, I watched this, um, Extraction the other day. Oh, okay, awesome. That's what I wanted to yeah. talk about, actually. Yeah. Um, here's this uh, firearms blog article. It says firearms and gun handling of Extraction. With uh, Chris Helmsworth, um, have you ever thought about what got you interested in guns in the first place? For me, growing up in a small apartment in a big city with no access, this article, let me see, who did who posted this article here? just want to make sure I get, uh, by Vladimir Anokoy, I'm going to say that's his name, hopefully. I, I No, I butchered it. Um, but growing up in a small apartment in a big city with no access to guns and hunting, it was definitely action movies. But when I watch most action movies from the 80s and 90s right now, I can't help but cringe. Never-ending magazines, goofy shooting techniques, people flying in the air after getting shot, <laughs> all the good stuff. That is why I like watching movies that take firearms and gun handling seriously. The most recent example being extraction from netflix um so what did you i thought it was a really good movie i saw it i thought it was really good i thought the firearms handling in there was excellent what did you think about this i i thought it was a, a good movie i i really enjoyed it's probably midway through the movie where it was just one take and mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know the main character was was fighting with a guy, mm-hmm. and they're jumping down buildings and going through the street, and cars were hitting them. It's all shot in one take, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that's some pretty uh, extraordinary uh, cinematography. Yeah. But uh, I enjoyed watching that, and that that was that was pretty slick. Yeah, the choreography of that um, is is pretty amazing. I know. I think that this was directed by one of the um, one of the Avengers guys. One of the, mm. the brothers that's managing Avengers, and I've heard that they're already working on part two. On a second one, okay. yeah. But it was really nice. good. I think it was a good movie. Well done. Yeah. Um, 
let me see. I think uh, Lola said there's a question here. What's the one gun in each of your collections that you would not part with? So I know you don't have a big collection. You've, you know, but uh, what's the one gun in there that you, there's no way you're giving up? The, the one gun I, I wouldn't give up, mm -hmm. it's got to be my my Glock 19. I just, this gun is always on me, mm -hmm. it, and I'm carrying it right now, and it's it's always within arm's reach, and, and to me, it's just a gun that can do it all. It, I can still carry it. I, I open carry it. Like home defense, it, it does everything, and it, it just works for me. So Yeah. Um, you know, I would agree with that. Glock 19 is a pretty good gun, man. It's not a rifle, I, I mean, but it's a good, you know, it's a good overall gun if you had to defend yourself, you know. Everybody, I mean, everybody's got one, it seems. It's kind of a mm -hmm. cliche answer, but mm -hmm. it's popular for a reason and it works. So. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at, if you look at extraction, he uses handguns a lot, close, yeah. close quarters, you know. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it was a pretty good thing. I would agree with that. Um, I've I've got a, a few Glocks, and I'm not selling. I don't mm -hmm. sell Glocks, man. Uh, I think I've I might have sold a couple that are not not. So all the nine millimeter ones, I don't get rid of. Mm -hmm. But if it's some all the caliber that we bought it, so we could do videos, and then I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily need it. But if it's not if it's a nine millimeter one, not getting rid of it. Um, I've got multiples. Like I think I have several uh, Glock 19s and. Glock 17s and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But let me see. So other than that, I would say, so first of all, I'm really partial to bullpups. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I, I don't sell my bullpups. And um, and I know I have a bullpup AK-74, 545. Oh, really? Yeah. And people always try to buy it from me. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not parting with that. Not, not giving that, that one up at all. So I would have to say that you guys can let us know uh, out there in the chat. What do you think? Uh, do you have do you have some rifles yet or? Yeah, I got um, I got a couple ARs. I, um, I have an AR rifle and I have an AR pistol. Mm -hmm. um, I've been uh, I want to get into coyote hunting, uh, oh, hunting okay. coyotes, and everything. So mm -hmm. I kind of got my rifle uh, kind of geared towards uh, coyote hunting. I'm hoping soon I can get into that. Maybe might, might have to wait till this fall now, mm -hmm. but um, I know a lot of uh, farmers hate coyotes because yep. they get into everything mm -hmm. and they're kind of a new nuisance. So mm -hmm. um, sounds like fun. Then I got an AR pistol. It's got the pistol brace on it. It's, it's, it's fun and short. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy that. And then uh, I got a, a CZ shotgun um, uh, over and under. Okay. Um, you know, birds and, and everything. So it's it's pretty slick gun. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. very cool. The range says Hank likes bullpups. Who knew? Yep, 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 yep. Um, John Voorhees says, uh, "How much for one of your styrogs? I only have one, and I'm definitely not selling it. So <laughs> that's what I not say. for sale. Yeah. Um, and Armin and Axis wants to know if I saw the movie Tell Twelve Strong with Chris Helmsworth. No, I didn't. I don't think I saw that. Did you see that? I saw that in theaters, yeah. Okay, how was it? It was good. I, I know they rode horses in it, which was really interesting. I think it was like some of the first folks who came in after 9-11. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, I, I enjoyed the movie. Oh, okay, cool. And Sarks SVT says, I have an Smith & Wesson 35 that was my father's. I'll never give up. 
and a 60 that was my grandfather's. Yeah, you know, those are family heirlooms, right? You never uh you never get rid of those. So do you have have you gotten any family heirlooms or your are your other family members into guns? Uh my dad is is big into guns and he's kind of the one who who kind of got me into it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he he we shot 22s. I remember we, we used to shoot with my dad, uh, Remington nylon 66s, the 22s you, uh, you, uh, put into the butt stock mm -hmm. and everything. And, and, uh, that he, he really got me into shooting and everything. And, um, and, and yeah, and hopefully he's watching right now. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to your dad. I think it's time, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hope your dad lives another hundred years, but you know, you got to pass yeah. some guns on to Jordan, man. You can't. Yeah, yeah, Dad, come on. <laughs> <laughs> a actually, um, the shotgun he just he just gave to me. So. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, he's pretty good now. So. Yes, yes. Shout out to your dad. Yeah. Thanks to him for you know bringing such a fine young man into the world to fight for the Second Amendment. We appreciate that. Um, let's see here, uh, Brian Quick. This is what this is from Brian Quick. He says. I don't really have an emotional attachment to guns. I try to get the best I can afford, and if I want to try something different, then I just sell or trade. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Um, and and I think if you're gonna if you're gonna buy guns, it's always good to buy them. You know, when the market's low, of course, like buy low, sell high kind of a thing. And mm -hmm. when the market is spiking and high like this, if you have a bunch of guns around that you're like, hey, I there's other guns I want to get but I don't have the money, this is a great time. Sell some guns, hold on to that money, because I feel like um, somewhere down the line here, the market's gonna go the other way. I don't know how you feel about that. I know Lola just put a thing here. She wanted to know what's your thoughts on uh, the record gun sales, and do you think it's good or not? Well, um, yeah, I think we've already kind of talked about this. I think people are, are scared and people are unsure about about the virus and you know if there's gonna be riots and, and everything and mm -hmm. and like, like i said about um you know the, the same people who are stopping concealed carry permits and gun sales are le releasing criminals back on the street you know pe folks are realizing that the, the government can't be there to protect them because police aren't responding to all calls mm -hmm. um and, and it's, it's up to them to protect them. So there, it's no wonder that, um, you know, people are buying gun sales in record numbers. And uh, GOA's actually released a, uh, a pistol safety video on, on our YouTube page and Facebook. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go check that out, um, oh, cool. you know, folks can, uh, you know, as how to safely handle a pistol. We're working on some other ones with different styles of, of firearms. But, you okay. know figured you know pistols are probably what a lot of people are buying right now so it's timely and and uh, it's just kind of a nice evergreen video just to safely handle one and we think you know we don't believe in government mandated training but we do think if you buy a gun you should use it responsibly and how to handle it and um uh store it and all those things and um yeah you should always reinforce good habits if you can get training all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um i think that's important you know, that's for yourself, right? But the flip side, I think, of of this run that we've had on guns, and it's not just lately. I don't think it's just because of COVID. I think it's been going on all year, but it's been going on probably for a few years, right? If, um, if you really think about it here, uh, I think at some point the market's going to kind of drop. 
Mm-hmm. And um, when we have a situation like we do right now where all these new people jumped in, started buying guns, and then because the prices ran up, maybe they're buying them at higher prices, if, 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 I don't know if the politicians want things to go back to normal, but if, and eventually when things do go back to normal, then I think a lot of these people who really aren't true dyed-in-the-wool uh, gun people will be selling these things at lower prices. There's going to be um, a glut of, of firearms, especially used ones or lightly used ones or never used ones. And that might create a, a different situation here for the gun market going forward. Yeah, we might have a, a, a very great lightly used gun market here uh, coming up. So, I, which I hope people don't sell their guns or, you know, I, I hope they keep them and get training and, mm-hmm. and, and use them to protect themselves, but um, I certainly hope people don't turn them into the police, you know, or or try to destroy them, you know, uh, which I've seen some people do where they say they go out and buy a gun, and they say, oh, when this crisis is over, I'm going to turn this into the police. no sense. I mean, if you don't want it, at least give it to someone who does. Yeah, don't do that. There's plenty. There's first of all plenty of gun stores that you could go to, and there's mm-hmm. plenty of um, illegal ways that you can sell those things. Gun broker, for an example, but there's other places out there that you can go and sell them. And and for anyone who doesn't know about guns, it's real easy. You go on Gun Broker, you can sign up, you sell a firearms, you send it to an FFL, Federal Firearms Licensee, in whatever state that you sell it to that person. That person goes there, does a background check, and they get it. I think that's a better way to do things than, um, let's say, you know, taking it to the police or in your state. If hopefully it's still a free state and you could sell to your friends and your neighbors, people that you know that are resident of, of your state, um, then that's also another way to go. You know? Uh, yep. The, the thing, and and the, all of that varies from state to state, too. Yeah. With you Because know, some states have universal background checks where, you know, like Virginia coming up soon in the next couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wanted to, to sell a, a gun to your hunting buddy, you know, you have to go to the FFL and do the transfer and the background check. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's just the, the, the unfortunate consequences of, of those places. So, when does that go into effect in, in Virginia? I believe it's July 1. July 1, I okay. Believe. It may have got posted uh, or extended. Uh, I'm not sure. So, okay. But it's. In, in the coming months. Right. Okay. Uh, the range says, I don't think these people who loaded up on firearms and ammo recently will ever sell them. This was a life-changing event for folks, in, in he says, in his honest opinion. Um, I, I hope so. I think that would be a good thing. You know, what I would suggest to the people out there, you know, let's say things start to, to quiet down and then maybe some of that fear that you felt about getting firearms in the first place until things you thought went, you know, apocalyptic, which they didn't go apocalyptic, right? The world is still yeah. here. It's still spinning. Um, unfortunately, there's a few less people in the world, but that would have happened anyway. You know, here's the thing I hope you do. If you're worried about it, you can definitely lock those things up in your home. Get safes, all that kind of stuff. But go get training, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then also take some time to explore your rights that you didn't use up till now and then you'll figure out why you had to wait and go, you know, go through background checks and all, you know, all these kinds of different things when you went to the store. How about check up on that? 
you know, and uh, and look into these things. And then think about the people in your states that made it difficult for you to defend yourself when you realize that, hey, you might be by yourself having to defend yourself. You know, just take some time and invest in that and then try to stick with it. Ultimately, though, the reason why I think that we're going to see some of this is because we're going to head into a recession here. You know, we're printing a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, we shut down a lot of businesses. There's a lot of businesses that already went out of business, ones that will go out of business. We even managed to damage hospitals. You know, the healthcare system that was already in trouble, you know, we just, just like, I mean, we just really messed up the healthcare system in America, and I don't think people realize that yet. Yeah. You know, there's, you, you guys are going to see there's tons of layoffs and stuff like that coming for the healthcare industry. It's already happening. It's going to continue to happen. It's going to come in phases because we literally shut all of that down. You know, and we're still slowly phasing it back in. And um, I think that and other things that we've seen here are going to have um, ripple effects. That we're just we're just not thinking about it. We're just not seeing it now. So I'm not trying to scare everyone and, and, and make everyone worry. I would just say, like, be aware of that and think about it. You know, and then prepare for it. Just like you want to be prepared by having guns and ammo and having food and having a generator and batteries and all those kinds of things, you might want to pay attention to the fact that we're going to get some serious inflation because we, we are printing trillions and trillions of dollars, you know, and we're paying yep. people to stay home and put companies out of business. So, yeah, you know, um, uh, let's see. Uh, Yul Adam says, the world has gone, Hank. The people just don't know it yet. Just learn to clean that gun for the long run. I, I hope the things really aren't that bad, but, you know, it all depends on how much people are really paying attention to the reality of what's going on. If a lot of us are just ignorantly going through life without realizing what's happening, then ultimately, like dodos, we're just going to walk off the edge of the cliff. Yeah. You know, if just the way I look at things is, with this whole pandemic and, and all, I, I hope what people take out of it is a mindset of preparedness, you know, of, of ha maybe having some, some, uh, an emergency fund stored up, you mm -hmm. know, a couple months of, of your paycheck or mm -hmm. maybe a couple months of food. Um, you know, you know, certainly, uh, guns are good to have, but you can't eat bullets, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you could hunt something, but sure. you know, have, having some medical supplies or, or just in tools or, or having a community with your neighbors, you know, and, and checking up on them. You know, uh, my neighbor is, is an older lady and, and make sure she's got everything, mm -hmm. um, you know, and just, just looking, looking out for each other. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, that's what I will take away. And, and the fact that the government's not going to be there to save you. So hell no. Yeah. Listen, I think I, I think you, you gave a lot of good points there, man. And, and I think people, you know, the button's already been pushed. The effect is not being felt yet. Yeah, I think I think people just need to think about that. Everyone's resting. Everyone feels pretty good because they're resting. OK, that's the calm before the storm. OK, it's really it's like really a simple thing. You know, we've seen these kinds of uh, 
We've seen things happen like that before. We've never seen something like this, where not yeah. only here in America they shut everything down, but all around the world. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at the world, if you look at Italy and other places, they realize we've got to open up or we're done. Yeah. You know, somehow America doesn't believe that in whole yet. Yeah. I, we've had it really good for a long time. I mean, mm. we, our country's been so blessed and, and and now, you know, perhaps things might change a little bit. And mm-hmm. like I said, you got to be prepared. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's see. You know what? Do you want to in, in whatever time we have here, if you folks have some questions, hit yeah, us bring up, it on. Yeah. Hit us up with the questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Jordan will take questions right now. Smash those thumbs up. Yeah, I'll let you. Yeah, I'll let you know what questions come in. Smash the thumbs ups, though. We appreciate that. Um, And and I'll stand by here and see what uh, what questions we get from the folks while I uh, flip through this and see. um, I know we were just talking about not buying any. Did you get Did you get Trump money, Jordan? By the way, I did. You did. Okay. What did you do with your Trump money? Um. I uh, I repaired some of my cars, okay. and I'm currently researching the best way to invest it. Okay, all right, good, good answer. <laughs> yeah, good answer. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see what's here. Um, all right, let's see what's going on here. I'll, while I'm waiting for the questions to come in here, um, I'm gonna throw up some other news things that I see going on here. So I think we've had we've had the Gould brothers on before, right Lola? Yeah. Yeah. So the Gould brothers, um, they're in Amoland. I'm gonna shout them out here. Federal and Reed's signed Gould Brothers. That's cool. Federal ammunition and Reed's family outdoor outfitters partnered together to sponsor sponsor the incredible exhibition shooting duo, the Gould Brothers. The brothers have been entertaining fans for more than a decade with their one-of-a-kind trick shooting shows and fun YouTube videos. Steven and Aaron Gould will now entertain crowds throughout the United States flying the flags of two Minnesota Minnesota mainstay outdoor companies. Um, By the way, if you've never seen these guys uh, and their their shooting uh, tricks and stunts, they are actually amazing. I'm, 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 I'm not just saying, like, I've seen these guys. They're they're really amazing. We've had them here on the show. I can't remember what um, what episode number it was, but definitely congratulations to those guys on that. So you know that's it's always cool to see. It's always cool to see that kind of stuff. Let's see here. It looks like we've got uh, we've got a super chat from Armin and Axes. Give us a couple of bucks. He says Trump money and the rest is in the safe. That's from Armin and Axes. There you go. Um, uh, and Yule Adam says, he says he's starting hunting. Does he reload? Do you reload, Jordan? That's another thing I want to get into. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I would like to, to get into reloading and might start off with handgun and then maybe some rifle. But one day, eventually, I think I'll get into it. Yeah. And what kind of AR? Um, I don't know if this is related to what you're hunting with, but what kind of AR? And, I just and got what a, caliber? Sorry, what caliber? Smith and Wesson five five six. Okay, there you so. go. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see what other. I carry my revolver in single action. Says Hank. Do you and Jordan think the Democrats purposely want to keep the economy shut down to try to hurt Trump? Um. Uh, so I'm just gonna say, of course, that's how politics runs. 
especially in a two-party system. Um, I don't think it's just, to me, I don't feel like it's just Democrats that are guilty of that. I feel like Republicans do that as well. It's just this thing that we're bouncing between these two parties, and all they're really concerned about is making us feel like we need them, and none of them are trying to serve us. I don't think Democrats are trying to serve anyone. And, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, I know there's some good, I feel like there's some good Republicans, some good conservatives out there, some people who believe in the Constitution. And, and, you know, they're trying, they are trying to serve the American people. But I think there's a lot of these guys that really aren't trying to serve us. And that's the problem. They've, I don't see any of them complaining about the liberties that have been taken away from people under this whole COVID-19 situation. Or I see very few of them. There's a, there's a, there's a few, but very few. Go ahead. I think the biggest thing that I, I've seen throughout this pandemic is the most non-essential job is the politician. So mm -hmm. absolutely. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. We might want to do some reforms, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, some serious reforms might be needed here. Uh, John Voorhees says, uh, ask Jordan what his favorite surplus rifle and handgun is. Surplus. Hmm. Yeah, well, um, uh, I like shooting a, a 1911 as well. Um, I shot a Wilson Combat before. Um, mm -hmm. Very slick 1911. I've also shot a, a Browning High Point as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's very slick shooting and can't miss with it either. It's just, you know, I like my Glocks and my, my polymer frames, but those those metal guns, there's something about those as well that I, mm -hmm. I enjoy. So Yeah, those are cool. Uh, I'm not a big expert on that kind of stuff. I know like Makarovs and Takarovs, Takarovs and all that kind of stuff are a favorite of a lot of people out there. So, um, and and I, I actually have one of those things. I just, I can't remember if I have a Makarov or a Takarov. That's the thing <laughs> about it. So. But they're cool. They're definitely cool. Walter, when Walter is here, he's an expert on that. <laughs> Walter will actually pocket carry something, you know, something oh. surplus. Yeah, so there you go. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, the Range says he never heard of the Gould Brothers. Uh, time to Google them and watch some YouTube video. Yeah, do you, if you look, at, have you heard of the Gould Brothers? No, I haven't. I'll have to look up. Oh yeah, up. they're good, man. They are really good. If you could, if you get a chance to uh, see them actually perform their the stunts and stuff like that that they do, it's those guys are amazing. That's um, that's, and I'm pretty sure that I have some videos out there with them. But we've also had them here on the show. But yes, they they're on YouTube. If you go look them up. Um, you will be amazed by the stuff that they do. Uh, uh, Brick says they're all idiots. People better stop thinking one party is better than the other. Um, yeah, I think I, I don't think we should give a free pass to any politicians out there. Absolutely. Um, it, it, one of the, the sayings around the office that, that's, that's said a lot is uh, um, when, when politicians feel the heat, they see the light. Yeah, so <laughs> true. Gotta you mm -hmm. got you gotta make him see the light. So mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and okay, let's see. Uh, Yule Adam says, "What's this thing here? Would you carry a high point if it's done in full age metal and uh, runs like Thor's hammer? <laughs> a high point. I would carry a high point right now in in plastic. 
That's me, personally. I, I think high points are functional guns. Yes, they're not super good looking. Everybody's waiting for the Yeet Cannon to come out to be, uh, you know, a little less ugly, let's put it that way, <laughs> than, the, than the, you know, than your original flavor high point. But high points function and they work. And if that's what you can afford, I say get that. Um, you know, you, whatever, whatever you can get that works consistently that you can use to defend yourself and your family is what you should do. And we've tested high points uh, time and time again, and we find them to be functional. And we also found that high point stands behind the guns that they make. So whether you bought one used or new, they will take care of that gun. They will fix any problems you have with that gun. So to me, I, if, if that was my choice, if that's what I could afford, I would go in that direction. Um, Jordan, I don't know if you're very familiar with high points, but... Uh, you were cutting in and out, but um, okay. I don't. I've never shot a high point, okay. but I've handled them, and yeah, they're they're kind of clunky. But everything I've heard is kind of exactly what I heard you say: is that they're mm -hmm. reliable and and they work a lot of the time. So yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They're not the best looking things in the world, yeah. but you know, th look, their high points working on making them better looking. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, and we've had we've had the guys from High Point here on the show. Um, if you guys are interested, you can go back and take a look at that. I've done um, I've done some videos with them from time to time, um, and I'm actually looking forward to the new one that's coming out. What, are we going to say something there, Jordan? Nope. Yeah, uh, Atomic Bowl says unlike 1911s, High Points work. I, I find High I find 1911s work too. You know, um, I don't know. Wait, did Jordan freeze there? Yeah. Um, so so Atomic Bowl says, unlike 1911s, high points work. So. I guess it depends on which 1911 you had. The ones I've shot have worked. Yeah. So my limited experience. But yeah, uh, I, I will say if there's a Glock on the table and a 1911 on the table and I got to defend my life, I'm going to go with the Glock. But yeah. you know, if, if I just want to, you know, plink, I might pick the 1911. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so, you know what I think the, the 1911 thing is? Um, some people do 1911s really well, and a few people out there don't. It's kind of yeah. hard to mess up something that's literally been around since 1911, but, you know, as we could tell with ARs and other guns out there, you can mess up anything uh, mechanically. I think that the, so the, the less expensive... 19s, 11, 1911s that are very loosey-goosey when it comes to tolerances, they tend to work, though. Right? Mm -hmm. So they're not as expensive. They've got looser tolerances. They tend to work. Some of the ones that are more expensive and tighter tolerances, they work, but only with certain uh, kinds of ammunition. Um, you know, sometimes they have to be broken in, which I'm not a huge fan of guns that have to be mm -hmm. broken in. And then there's all, but there are a lot of high-end 1911s that work just fine. I mean, I've, we've yeah. had no issues with them. But, you know, some people out there might balk at the spending the money for those guns, but they tend yeah. to work. So, um, and then, like, I know guys that run 1911s that you don't want to go up against in any under any circumstance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's some guys out there, typically some old school dudes that run 1911s and they, and they did like uh, two gun matches and all that. Mm -hmm. 1911s you don't want to face those guys man they can change your magazine real fast and i think that goes to show that it's not the gun so much as the shooter 
Mm-hmm. You know, if someone's really skilled, it doesn't matter what they're shooting, a high point, a 1911 block, mm-hmm. you know, they're just very good at what they do yeah. and put in the time and the effort and, mm-hmm. and, um, and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, my friend Mike Deddy is a, was a competitive shooter at 1911s, and I don't think you want to go up against him. No. Nope. Uh, but, uh, yes, for capacity, definitely a Glock. Yes. Yeah. So, but, you know, you could mess up a Glock, too. Lots of guys mess up Glocks by modifying them, i found. The only thing I have changed on my 19 are the sights. Yeah. Everything else, yeah. else is the same. Yeah, so. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, by the way, if you do a lot of modification on a Glock, it might not be covered on the Glock's uh, warranty. I'm just saying. I've seen them uh, not, like, you know. if for, So, for example, if they didn't make the gun that color, then someone else modified it, right? So if you've got a Glock that's not a color that Glock made, someone modified it. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. Glock won't cover it, but they will bring that up if that's a, if that's a thing. So typically, so I have Glocks that are modified, but the ones that I would... Um, train with and actually carry I, there's not a lot except like you said maybe sights you can do um, I don't really do triggers I know some people do triggers and there's companies out there that make uh, reasonable mm-hmm. uh, triggers out there let's see what other by the way shout out to Trey from Aries training facilities uh, right here in Florida um, let's see Atomic Bull says Dan Wesson Kimber Springfield Colt Rock Island Armory have all failed in my hands. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, your hands might need an exercise. You need to try to Wilson Combat. That probably won't, uh, <laughs> won't fail. Uh, yeah. Anything could fail. Anything That's could true. fail. Yeah. That's true. Anything could fail. But, yes, I understand that. Some people, you know, like Matt from Military Arms Channel, he can make any gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. He's got the worst stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see here. Uh trying to flip through armament and axes gave us another couple of bucks here he says shout out to my daughter amber reynolds okay shout out to amber reynolds out there thanks for joining us amber we we appreciate you hanging out there um let's see and uh let's see who else we got here uh i see aries is in the chat here like i said before so um all right so let's do this man because we're we're uh We've got a couple of minutes left here. I don't think Richard Hughes is coming back. No, no, he, he booted us. So yeah, whatever, whatever that call so, was. I'm sad. That that was more. <laughs> that call was more important than freedom, Jordan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or he got into really big trouble with his wife or something, because he didn't. You know, I'm I'm just trying to tell you something. I'm not even making this up. He probably didn't tell his wife he was doing a. A podcast or something like that and got into serious trouble <laughs> we'll find out about that i'm not gonna try to, i don't want to embarrass him lola's giving me a look right now but how about uh, telling the folks out there what they can do to get in touch with you after this jordan or how they can support the uh, goa in the time that we have left well uh thank you for having me on hank and uh if you want to get involved with goa you know our website's just gunowners.org um you can join uh, 25 bucks to join. Hank's got the discounted link for, for $20. I mean, I, that's less than a box of ammo, especially nowadays. And, and look, what you get with GOA is a no-nonsense, no-compromise defense of the Second Amendment. Our goal at GOA is to work ourselves out of a job. 
You know, I, I, I wish one day I could, I could do something else for a living and not have to fight for our rights that we already have. But unfortunately, that's the situation we're in. And that's our approach. That's our attitude. Um, and we work around the clock to do that. And, um, you know, if, if you're able to just, you know, we would be honored to have y'all as a member. Um, so that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I know there's lots of different organizations out there. I would say support the ones that you can, support the GOA and other other organizations. You know, everyone's fighting on a different front. Sometimes these guys are fighting on the same front. Um, if I'm throwing bullets at something, I want lots of bullets going there. And I think GOA is doing something valuable for us. You know, they're, they're one part of, of this uh, mission that we have to reclaim the Second Amendment. So I would say support them. I really want to thank Jordan for coming in. He's been in here many times before, uh, bringing us up to date and all that kind of stuff. I, I want to thank you for all the work you do as well, Jordan. You know, I know you can go off into, you know, you're a very brilliant young man. You can go off in other industries and make a lot of money. Uh, on, on my behalf and the other uh, Second Amendment folks out there, thanks for fighting this fight, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your platform with me. And I got my dream job. I love what I do. I'm, you know, very passionate about it. And, um, you know, like I said, I want to work myself out of a job, but uh, it's right. not the case right now. But thank you, yeah. Hank, for this platform and everything you do as well. You're welcome. Thanks to you guys. All right. So listen, everyone stay right there. I'm going to um, I'm going to thank Harry's Holsters for sponsoring the podcast here. I want to recommend everyone go to HankStrange.com and uh, sign up for our email list and look through the menu there. You'll find a lot of different ways to support us. Let me drop the end on the, everyone here. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe, leave a comment here on the video, smash those thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We are going to strip out the audio of this and put it up on iTunes and other places that you can listen to audio podcasts. This is like, uh, what, what did I say, uh, 560th episode. Wow. So, yeah, we put a lot of episodes in here, and GOA has been supporting us for a long time. We really do appreciate that. Jordan, do you have any final words here before I get out of here? <laughs> All right. Everyone stay safe out there. Keep fighting for the Second Amendment. We'll see you. Peace out.